You are now listening to Homegirls Unite. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning, or doing any child care related activities. Sit back and enjoy. Um, how are you, Karen and Yasin? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'm, I just came back from a five-mile walk because um, I'm taking care of myself. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's um, yeah. five miles. Wow. Yes. Yes, I walk. I, I walk every day. It's one of the things I do to take care of myself. It helps set the day for me. It it helps me get out, you know, any angst. I really feel different when I don't get to walk. And um, I'm really actually proud of myself because I've been working on building up my walking speed. And I, I walk about a 15 and a half minute mile, which wow. I think is pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty impressive, you know. Thanks. But what are you guys doing today? Thank you. I am literally been working all day because of capitalism, um, which is unfortunate. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, apart from that, I've been, I've actually been working in bed today because it's super cold. So, and I have an electric blanket. So I've been in bed. That's my treat to myself today, working in bed. Yes, and I love that. I feel like I have a I feel like I have a sister because that's my favorite thing to do is work from bed. I'm like anything I want to do, I just want to do it in bed. You know, <laughs> it makes so much sense and I don't understand why more people don't do it. I mean, I I tend to get distracted a lot, but it's worth it in my head. I agree. <laughs> I wish I could be more disciplined to do that, but I think I get distracted a lot and I have to break space. Um, but I'm going to give it a go now that the the weather's getting colder and the days are getting darker. I think that might be the way to go because sitting at a desk isn't it either. Um, So maybe it's, it's time, it's time for a switch up. No, I get that. I work from home. So, and I, I think you both do too, correct? Yes. I actually work from, so my organization, we have our own office space in the, like in the city. So I tend to go there and and work and then do bits at home. Again, like the the different spaces really help me. But saying that, I probably like it because it's my office as opposed to going to an office um, with other people I didn't choose to be with. This is my space. So (laughs) it works out really well. It's like randomers. (laughs) No way. Exactly. That's different. If I had to go to an office, I think I wouldn't like it if it wasn't my choice but because I choose to go and it's my own space it has a different feeling yeah Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. nice (laughs) I did want to share something with you and it's kind of one to lead into what I wanted um, to talk about today so you know I I live here in Florida and I live really close to the beach Um, I work from home and I have to go out I I have to make a concerted effort to get out and engage with people because I'm really here alone most of the time, me and my little dogs. But um, one of the things that I do, I have an outdoor shower. Um, so I, you know, when it's, when the weather's nice and when I come back from the beach or even when it's not, when even when it just at any time I go out there and I take a shower and I feel like I'm breaking the rules. Right. And I'm like, Oh, this feels so good. I feel like I'm being bad. You know, like not everybody, gets, you know, is not everybody is having this time to themselves and taking a lovely shower outside, you know, outdoors. Yeah. Um, and, but I think about that, that rule breaking and cause it, 
it's something that's always there for me. I don't know if it is for you, um, but as the eldest daughter, that I thought that was something that we could talk about today because it is something that's present. And I remember very clearly some instances with my sister who would, you know, point out to me like, "What's the big deal?" And I'm like, "Oh no, it's got to be by the book." So I'm just wondering, do you, do you <laughs> have any experiences that you want to share about that? I can share. Oh. Um, yeah. I've definitely. <laughs> I'm I'm the rule I'm the biggest rule keeper to the T like I don't even want to think about breaking the rules because that's just too much anxiety in my head and I think I gave this example um with Kieran once when we me and my friends two of them being youngest daughters we went away and at the Airbnb on the last day, we had to sort out the bins, like garbage and stuff. And we had specific instructions on where to put the bottled waters, empty water bottles. But they were like, they don't care. Like, just put it anywhere. Recycling is recycling. And I was like, no. Like, what do you mean recycling is recycling? <laughs> we use my name on this booking. And my reviews are at risk of being, I'm at a five star on Airbnb. I don't need to be dropped. Like I need my review to stay consistent. And also, why wouldn't you just want to make someone else's life easier when they've left you instructions not to break the rules? I just don't get it. I agree. (laughs) I agree with you. A hundred percent. Like it only makes sense to follow the rules and it just feels like it it doesn't make sense to break them. And similarly, my um, sisters they say the same to me and a lot of family members, actually, they talk about like rebellious things and how fun it is to do certain things and like break the rules. And I'm just sitting there like, I can't relate. And then the, 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 the phrase back is, oh God, you're such an eldest. And like, that's the, that's the default response to any time. It's like, oh no, I, I, I like to stick to, to the rules at hand um and it just comes back to yeah you're such an eldest and then and then that's it and I'm like it's it's true but i i don't see that as a bad thing i i like it it feels comfortable and it feels good to stick to those rules i agree with you and then honestly like for them to say that because i you know i would get comments too and i'm like you guys made me this way you know like <laughs> it's it, who you know if if you have an issue with me being you know a by the rules person um whether you think it's boring or what have you i mean you you did it to us you gave us all these responsibilities and we had to take care of our littles and you know i don't know what other responsibilities you had but i had to cook and clean too and like a list of things that i had to take care of so I mean, it just comes with the territory. You can't, it, it seems, um, I don't know. It's just funny to me to uh, criticize someone for following, uh, the rules. <laughs> yeah, following the rules when you set them up to be that way. Exactly. And I will tell you guys about, an, <laughs> I will tell you about a time I broke the rules and I had to face the consequences. <laughs> And I'm oh, still no. traumatized from it. <laughs> so <laughs> in where I live, we have trams. And 
with trams, there's no like, there's no like gates. You just tap your oyster as and when, wherever you are, you can open. It's basically an open space. So I got on the tram in my head. I was like, oh, I'm only going down the road. I don't need to tap my oyster. I didn't tap my oyster. The inspectors came. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I was fined 40 pounds. <laughs> Since that day, I've been traumatized. Like every time I see a ticket inspector, my my heart starts palpitating. And I'm like, <laughs> And I, I beat my, I think I even cried when I got home after I got my fine. And the, I remember that so well, the, the, the page they wrote my fine on was like a baby blue (laughs) sheet of paper. And now whenever I see baby blue sheets of paper. You have PTSD. I have PTSD. (laughs) But it's just like, I was so mad at myself because I'm like, if I just followed and tapped my oyster for £1.50 at the time, now I'm going to be £40 short of money because I decided to break the rules. How does it make sense, guys? I'm very, I was very disappointed in myself. (laughs) I know. I, I mean, do you guys... I mean, I thank you for sharing that, Yasin. I get it. Um, but do you, I, I just know that I like to, uh, I mean, it's not just following the rules when other people are present, but I mean, it's like your your character, right? What you do, what you do when you're alone counts, right? Like some people, like if they're alone, they'll like, they'll do whatever. But for me, it's like, that's even more important to be like, no, I'm definitely following the rules here. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if I explain yeah. that. No, no. In fact, there's like less pressure to try and break them because you're only with yourself and yourself will tell you to stick to them. Um, yes. Whereas sometimes being around others who, you know, might encourage breaking them. But I suppose if you're used to to sticking to them when you're when you're with and just by yourself, there is a greater chance that you will just stick to them because that influence isn't there. Um, but it's interesting that, you know, following the rules is equated. And I think you, you said it earlier, like with eldest being boring, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a boring trait to not, to not want to break rules. But I think the misunderstanding is that it, it's not even sometimes that you don't want to, um, because that thought might be there, but it's, it just that it does not come naturally. I, I don't know about you both, but for me, it doesn't come naturally sticking to it and, doing the quote-unquote right thing is where it feels natural and and the opposite feels more unnatural even if I was like oh maybe I could do that maybe I could break that it's really uncomfortable yes I I second that I I will use this my tram situation as an example of this because um even even at night time you know like there's no inspectors no one's coming to check me but I still have that you know what it's only going to cost me this much so why am I putting myself in an uncomfortable situation and not being at ease not enjoying my journey just because I want to dodge fares guys I don't do this all the time just to tell you (laughs) 
it was that one-off, okay? <laughs> but, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but I completely get it. I, and also, I think when when you're alone, there's, like Kieran said, there's less pressure. So you, it's just what you would have done anyway. But when you're with your siblings, it's more like you may feel the need to explain yourself why you're not going to do that because of maybe morals or because there's rules to it, you can get in trouble. But when you're on your own, it's like, oh, cool. I'm, I don't have to explain myself to anyone. So that makes it even easier mm-hmm. to proceed with the rules. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I have... I have one experience. I just remember clearly my um, – so you, I don't know in the UK. I'm sure they do, but like you have uh, – you can go into a pharmacy or a store where they have the machine where you can make copies of the pic- of your pictures, you know? You can yeah. um, like you okay. can do it right then and there and then like the – you know, it scans it and it spits out your new picture. Well, I, I, I was just using one for the first time and I wanted to make a copy of – a family picture that I had actually it was a picture of me and my sisters, like from a studio and it on the machine, it said, do not, uh, make copies of copyrighted pictures. And so it said like, if it had the, uh, the watermark or something like that from whatever studio it came from. So I looked at our picture and in the corner, it said the name of the studio. And I said, Oh, I can't do this. Um, and I was getting ready to leave and my middle, my sister was there and she said, oh my gosh, Senya, she's like, what's the big deal? And I'm like, it says you can't do that. <laughs> and she's like, nobody even cares, Senya. She's like, everybody does it. And she's like, give it to me. So she did it. And I was standing there the whole time. Like, and she sent me out of the store. She's like, you're, you are acting so guilty. She's like, go wait for me outside. I'll take care of this. And so I did. I couldn't help it. I was like looking around like, oh my gosh, we're going to get busted. They're going to know that we're making a copy of this of this copyrighted picture. Um, so, I mean, that was a thing. And my sister was just laughing at me. She's like, you, <laughs> you look so guilty. You look like we were robbing a bank. Honestly. <laughs> and I think those are one of the only instances where the younger sibling takes leads when it's time to break mm. the rules <laughs> true they love... suddenly their leadership kicks in <laughs> and I was just like oh my gosh um but yeah I remember that and it just it stuck with me because I'm like why am I like that like what is the big deal like people make do and it's true people do it all the time but I just I was ready to walk out of the door walk out of that store without getting my copy she was following the rules you know yeah exactly and that's it like what you said about it it stuck with you I think if and like how Yasin went straight to that example it's like for that for those moments or just a moment where where we did do it it really does stick whereas I know for a fact like my younger sisters if I was like oh you know a time where you broke the rules and how guilty you felt and do you still carry it they'd be like which time and no because that was ages ago and We've broken them like a million times. Who remembers yeah. these things? But I'm pretty sure we would remember any and every time that we did it. So because of how we carry it, I think it's like once is more than enough. Do not need to have this feeling each time. Yes. Right. I agree. Absolutely. Right. <clears throat> and I think also 
our upbringing, we were the first children that we were told, set an example, don't be troublesome, don't break the rules, you have to follow, follow the rules. I remember one time, you know, like on New Year's Eve, when people send you those thread messages um, mm. and every it goes to like all their contacts. I remember like one of my cousins sent me a message on New Year's Eve and I was reading it to my dad. I'm, I will never tell my dad a joke or read him stuff ever in my life. I was, I was dumb and young and dumb then and I did it. And one of the sentences in that um, text was break the rules, live a little or something. And then he was like, do you think a good person would advise you to break the rules? <laughs> and I just, I was like, he's, she's not telling me to specifically break the rules. She's just sending it out a thread. And it just made me realize it was something that was constantly ingrained in me not to break the rules. Like we're depending on you to set an example. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever had my siblings be told not to break the rule um, and they're living their life fine and I'm here scared to do things because I'm scared of being like, you know, in the wrong hands for doing something that I shouldn't have been doing anyway. But they're very free to do that. I don't know how good that is that they don't fear breaking the rules because that can't be a good thing either just living life feeling like you're not entitled to follow the rules of society god I'm sounding like my dad let me stop talking (laughs) (laughs) no I I get that I mean I went to dinner last Saturday and, and we were just having a general conversation and at one point I was sharing how um you know I don't know about you, but we grew up, uh, we, we grew up poor and, you know, we had to be frugal. And so, um, I, I put myself through school, you know, my, my mom encouraged me, my, both of my parents are like, you got to go, go to school. You got to do, make something of yourself. So I, you know, I, I, I'm nowhere being wealthy. I'm not at all, but I at least can, you know, I can buy myself some clothes if I need to. But I, uh, I, he- I keep hearing my mom in my voice, in my head. And sometimes I, I say out loud, like, get out of my head. Like, I'm making my own decisions now. Get out of my head. And I don't know if that's just me. No, no. It's such, I think it's such a thing. Like, that literal voice, you can hear it. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, it's, and that's the thing. Like, it really carries with you. Um you know, as you go through life, as you get older, you still have it there. And I think that's the the part with eldest that's so unique that it's not just a childhood experience and then it finishes and it, you know, it all goes away. It really carries with you. So small things like, you know, well, not small, but things like guilt in certain things carries with you, you know, having your your mom's or your parents voice in your head when you're, when you're doing certain things. Like it's it just, it's there and it sticks, which is why, I think things like, you know, breaking the rules, it's it's part of that thing of if we do it, it's not just going to be, a, you know, in the moment thing. It's another thing that will we'll, we'll carry on with us. And as I'm saying this, Yasin, I do remember 
I had a similar thing with the bus that you did with the tram. And I was just like, oh my God, as I'm talking about carrying these memories, I'm like, I have one. Um, and again, mine was because I was with, I think it was my cousins or or something. And it was on a bus and they were like, oh no, it's fine. We're only going like, like a really short distance. And I was like, but guys, like, I think we should just, again, because it was so many people, it was like, oh, don't be so boring just just do it so I was like oh okay fine obviously that was the one time the inspectors came and like took everybody off the bus (laughs) and yours was baby blue tip right mine was baby pink (laughs) and I remember seeing that and then writing the address down and I thought and all I could think of I was like oh my god my parents are going to be so disappointed because that letter is going to go to them in the in the post and that means I'm you know I'm you know bad or I'm a disappointment or like it just went so far in my head and my cousins just were like yeah here we go paid it like it's fine I don't care if it if a letter goes home like it's all good for me that whole day and evening now was just about that and even now if I think like we are having this conversation it will still come up whereas I'm really sure they've forgotten about it yeah they don't care and also I think I need to go to therapy for this because the same inspectors come every time. And every time I see them, I'm like, do you think they remember what I did? Like I did that really bad thing once. And they probably take so many names and faces every day. They probably like don't care or remember any of these. Um, So I definitely think it's, ingrained in us to make our lives easier to follow the rules um but Senya I wanted to ask how has this impacted you in like your work life at all um I feel that it has impacted me at work um but in a good way I think mostly um, because I'm a healthcare provider and I'm dealing with patients lives so I, I am very conscientious about the counseling, the information that I give and the advice that I give. But I do see where I am a little bit more passionate perhaps and more serious about things just because I tend to think ahead, like what would happen if if I don't do right by this person, if I don't do things 100%, 150% right with this person, what could potentially happen? What could go wrong in the future? Um, so, I mean, I guess that's good and bad. Um, <laughs> but how about, how about, uh, you two? How, do you feel that it's impacted you at work? I, I'm interested in hearing what Karen has to say, because you have, <laughs> no, because you have employees, right? And mm. I'm curious to know how, and also your co-founder's not the eldest daughter. So. No, she's the youngest. So how is it? running an organization with two different um personality traits maybe is Mm. amna a rule breaker how's that dynamic (laughs) (laughs) that's such a good question um you know what's interesting is although amna's a youngest she's the she she's like a youngest eldest because in her house she's assumed the eldest daughter role um, even though she's she's the youngest. So she has lots of the sensibility of an eldest, but then she also has that 
chilled outness and can be a lot more relaxed like a youngest um so it, it, it's it's a better you know it's a really good balance actually but with with me um yeah I'm definitely eldest through and through and it really helps actually for me it helps having a youngest as a co-founder because when I'm being too like tunnel visioned about this thing because it must be this way and you know it has to be right and it has to follow this structure and this thing sometimes she's able to to bring another perspective that allows for that flexibility that's needed sometimes um when it comes to decisions about you know the the organization or you know the work that we're delivering things like that and especially when things don't go according to plan um I can tend to freak out a bit more and she can tend to like ride the wave a little bit more and and just naturally flow in a different direction till it comes back. So it it does it complements really well. Um, I have to say it does. For me, in terms of following, yeah, I'm very like almost not can be rigid, but I can almost just because I'm on that that straight line to get things done the way. I feel like they need to be done or the way that they're supposed to be done according to X rules. Um, it, it just keeps me, it keeps me in that place sometimes. Um, and it is nice to have somebody around you that allows you to, to have that flexibility and allows you to, to just have a bit more fun with it because fun is definitely not a word that people use to describe me. So it helps yeah. to have a bit more fun. I can relate work. to that. Fun, fun is not something used to yeah. <laughs> that was used to describe me in the past either. <laughs> right, Yasin, are you labelled fun? <laughs> no, I'm not. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm like the worst person to be called fun. Um, I think I mentioned this. I, I'm fun when I'm with other eldest daughters ah, because yes, I know we're all following the rule and no one is going to break the rule. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to worry about people being like crazy. So I'm definitely more fun with other eldest daughters. It's fun with like agreed boundaries in place. So you, you all know that the fun get, get, will get to a certain point and it won't ever go past that point. So it's like safe fun. Um, which I think is is great. I had a question for you both too. You know, when you were younger, you know how we talked about like the pressures to to maybe break the rules. In terms of like, so when you were younger to now, do you feel like you're better at articulating your need to to not break the rules? So when you're younger, obviously you have peer pressure in school, and it's cool to to you know be a rule breaker. Um, but in adulthood, do you find it easier now to just be like, no, thanks, that's not for me because of this or just no? Do you want to go first, Yasin, or are you still thinking? <laughs> yes, I'm still thinking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll go first then. Um, actually, for me, it's it's not difficult for me to, to say no. Um, but I've always, I, even though... I've always been, you know, the eldest and following the rules. Um, I think because we moved around a lot and I always had to meet new people, you would think that I would be more inclined to be maybe more of a people pleaser because, I mean, I definitely have that tendency. But um, 
I was left alone a lot with my thoughts. Um, I walked to my own beat, if you will. Um, so no, it hasn't, I think it's a little bit easier, but I, I have always been able to do my own thing. Like I've had my own interests. Um, and if people wanted to do something different, or even if they made fun of what I was interested in, cause I was also a very huge nerd. Like I used to give myself extra homework when I felt my teacher didn't give me enough homework. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but I had no problem, you know, being like, yeah, this is me. This is what I like and this is what I'm going to do and, and then just do it. Um, so I guess that hasn't really been an issue for me. Was, was it an issue for you, Karen or, or Yasin? I think, um, I, I feel like my eldest daughter life, I learn new things about myself every time I talk to you guys, but I think, um, like I've mentioned, I my eldest daughter role was not a thing in my life till I was like 11, 12. So looking back with that question Kieran asked, I was actually very re- rebellious when I was younger. Like I would be leading the crowd. <laughs> I was that person that the other parents <laughs> will probably warn their kids about. Um, like... So it was, it's very, wow. <laughs> it, I, think, I think because my mom let me be so free, like she was very like, as long as you're not hurting yourself, like she let me be free. But I think as soon as I moved to the UK, there were so many rules, like not even just at home, but in school, like everywhere you go there's rules they like you're in school you're you have to wear your tie this certain way you have to be this you have to be that I think there was a lot of control in my life when I moved to the UK so I think that kind of brought me down a little bit whereas where when I lived in Gambia I was free to do whatever I wanted um it was more chilled etc so I think it's definitely I started off rebellious and now in my teens, I was like very much following the rules. But I think now where I am now, I'm following the rules, but I'm also good at articulating my reasons for not breaking those rules Mm. and I'm not going to be easily swayed to do so. Mm. That makes sense. I'm still just trying to imagine a rebellious Yasin. Oh my God. Ask Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) it's ask my mom I should bring her on here so she can tell you the stresses that I put on her head but I was very I think I was very free I was allowed to explore a lot with friends and also I think I had um, a lot of aunties that were quite young on my mom's side so they were almost like big sisters. So I was like the last one, like the baby of that group. So I was also allowed to just do things because I knew they were there to kind of save me. Um, but thanks for asking that question because I've never thought about it that way. But I think I'm, I'm glad I got to experience a childhood like that. And I agree, uh, Karen, thank you for asking that question. I, it was very important. And it actually had me think of another one. 
Um, but first I wanted to comment, Yasin, that I, I was a little rebellious too, not so much when I was little, but when I came of age and I, I don't know if you remember, but I, I actually moved away from home when I was 20 and I, I moved from California to Florida. I had no job, no, no real place to stay, but, um, I, I wanted to get out. Um, and my, my mom could attest to the fact that I did give them a lot. I gave her a lot of gray hairs. I'm sure she can say that. <laughs> um, but what the question that I wanted to ask was this. So with the responsibilities placed on us as eldest daughters and this strong sense of rule breaking, it's almost like, I don't know about you two, but I felt a little repressed, you know? And so when I was on my own, like at at college when I moved out from home, I did experiment a lot with with alcohol because um, I felt that it helped me be more fun and more open to trying different things. Um, so for a while, I actually did have a problematic relationship with alcohol and I, I stopped drinking maybe like um, about 10 years ago and I feel great and I, I don't need it to be you know, myself and be authentic. But did you, did either of you uh, ever feel that? Or have you heard from other eldest that, that um, they had maybe a problematic relationship either with alcohol or something else to kind of help them be less of the eldest sister, less of the strict rule follower? That's, um, that's so interesting. And thanks for sharing that with us. Um, But I think when I, when I personally moved out at like 19, um, I think, and that was like for uni, college, it was more going out a lot, like partying with friends because I never had had the chance to do that at home. So um, just being out a lot, going out, doing things that I would have probably never done under my parents' rule. Um, and I think I did that for the first two years of uni and then third year I was like okay I'm tired like I've done it I'm just gonna stay in bed and sleep my life away but I definitely know and I've spoken to a lot of eldest daughters who have used substance um, to kind of help them feel like they need to use this to forget about being an eldest daughter or to kind of remove that identity from themselves um and some unfortunately has gotten to a point where it's become very problematic in their lives and I'm hoping that they also get to a point where they heal from everything that they've been experiencing and able to not use such substances to make them feel better in life but I think it's actually probably more mm. common than we yeah. might realize yeah, I I completely agree and again Senia thank you for for sharing that as well I think it opens up space for a really important reflection um and like Yasin said I too know like a lot of um elders who have turned to to different substances or just different ways to to cope with the pressure or to navigate what it means because I think the lack of safe spaces or the lack of um yeah I just suppose yeah safe spaces to be able to like talk things through or to navigate what it means to be this eldest or feel 
have the space to feel your your feelings um i think the lack of that just needs to to try new things or you know go in those directions for me personally i think if i had gone to university maybe i would have and probably because it would have been that that space and that freedom like yasin said um but because i didn't and then i started my organization in my early 20s um it just kind of went from like responsibility to responsibility to more responsibility so i'm like maybe i haven't had my moment yet maybe like it's just going to come <laughs> one day um and i'm like maybe that it's basically i'll report back it doesn't have to go in order of age some people may turn 40 50 and they're like you know what i've had enough of this let's just go wild mm. and that could be you kieran and if it is we'll be here to support you yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know what thank you i'll have that safe space then so that's it like if if i do like i know who to come to and i know who to talk to um so that would be a blessing so yeah when so when i'm 40 i'll report back and let's see what happens <laughs> okay fair enough and i have one more kind of a fun question if i may if you guys are in the mood to answer one more how about game playing are you the stickler for following the rules because i am I absolutely am. I can't not follow the rules. And when I know the rules and people aren't following the rules, I'm like, hey, let's What's the, the point rules? in playing when we're not following the rules? Like, I know we're yeah, sounding very that's... Monica from Friends here. <laughs> she did. But I think Monica had a point. What's the rules are fun. Rules make us better exactly. people. When she, when she said that line... Um, when she was like, oh, rules make games fun. I was like, but it's true. And you know, when you're playing Monopoly, especially, and you always get people who want to cheat the bank and the system and like hide money or get more. I'm just like, but see, why would you do that? Because now the game's not being played properly. And now like, it's unfair. And there's all these things exactly like if we just... You've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the short answer is yes, we're very, (laughs) I think we're a group of by the rules for games too, because it just, it makes no sense. Because if one person just doesn't follow it, then the whole game is now ruined and. (laughs) It's a mess. It's not a game. This is just observation. It's not a game. It's true. And you, and I know I said that was the last question, but now I'm, I thought of, I swear it's my last question. And I think it's a very important Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think this one's an important one to cover. Did you feel as an eldest daughter, with everything that we know about eldest daughters, was there a pattern in the types of people you were attracted to, either romantically or as friends? Um, Because I have to tell you that I I tend to have, I, I love my friends dearly and every one of them they're they're a little bit of i mean they have leadership qualities but they're also um they're just very different from me in the way they look at things and i and i gravitate towards them um like i love 
inappropriate. I have like a very inappropriate <laughs> sense of humor. <laughs> um, and so I love my friends. Like I, I tend to gravitate towards those people. And I can't say that I really like the bad guy, but I can see the attraction, you know, because it's so different from my structured and very regimented way mm-hmm. of thinking and being. Have you found you know Have what? you found that? This is a this is a funny question. But I think when it comes to friendships, um I I feel like I'm also friends with people that have similar sense of humor to me. And also I think because we're always making fun of our each other's traumas, basically, instead of actually talking about things to heal, but that helps us and that's fine. Um, so I tend to gravitate towards people that have similar rule following tendencies as me. And in terms of partners, I feel like my partner is the last person that will break a rule. <laughs> like he is, he follows the rules to the T and I'm quite glad about that because I just feel like why not we should all be following rules and I'm definitely not attracted to anyone that's trying to that's trying to break the rules or be like a bad guy or anything um so I think that's a safety net for me to be with someone that also follows the rules and knows that consequences mm. could happen Sonia, that's if such we a don't. Good question. I'm loving these extra questions that you're 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 asking because it's really making me. Is what Yasin said earlier. Like it, <laughs> it makes you think of things that, unless asked in this space or brought up in this space, that maybe we just wouldn't necessarily think about. Um, I think I'm a mix of what you both said. I have people around me who I gravitate to and I'm very close to who are youngest actually. And I think it's because they encourage a more fun side. I mean, as fun as, as can be, um, but they encourage that more playful perspective of life. And I think sometimes I really need that. Um, But equally, I like having that relatability and that soundboard to other elders who it's like, I don't have to explain parts of like my traits or personality or tendencies to because they just get it um and so I like having I think I like having a mix um so necessarily gravitate one way or the other um I'm just trying to think I'm like does it depend on my mood and that's who I who I tend to to just go towards but having that option and those options around um I really enjoy but I can totally see why you also said about like the opposite. I think it's really important sometimes because it helps me get out of my own head um, to opposite people around me. No, I, I agree. Um, that's important. I mean, I, I hadn't thought about it until I was listening to you talking and that's why I was like, I got to ask this question because I, as I was listening, I was remembering like my friendships and like you, Karen, I do tend to have a lot of younger friends because I I need that fun side. It helps me be more fun. But I do also, um, like I said, it's not that I necessarily like the the bad guy, but I can see the attraction that I have when uh, to people and and men Mm -hmm. who are just like pushing me to be out of my comfort zone. I need that. I don't, I'm so I don't, these like I, I, I like said, these questions are great. I've got so much food. This always happens after we record, and we do these episodes. Is I think so much. I'm just like, 
I never <laughs> knew that. Like, how has it taken me to to now and today to to think about these things? And that's why I just think this space is just so special. Guys, every time we finish recording, <laughs> Kieran's like, this is amazing. <laughs> Honestly, and I'm just blessing. like, bless her. I go around <laughs> like after, and I'm like, so time. this is what I learned from Yasin, right? And this is what we talked about, and this is what I now understand of myself. And I feel I just, it's like that things like newfound knowledge, and I have to go around and tell everyone. They didn't even ask, but I have to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me. Oh, okay, I'm the I love same this. way. <laughs> It's not just right. you, Karen. I'm the same way because I'm always like, I don't. I know you didn't ask about this, but exactly. I'm gonna tell you. It's like you're going, <laughs> you lot, you parentified me. You're gonna hear about my problems, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, oh my gosh, it well, was. We should do fun. more trio episodes. Um, but yeah, that's this was really fun. Thank you, Senya. Oh no, thank you both for uh, meeting with me today. Uh, like Kieran said, you, I, I'm learning something new and it's going to take, you know, I'm going to be thinking about what we talked about and I'm sure I'll have some more feedback and more questions afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> please keep them coming. And I, yeah, this would be so great to do more of these. Um, and it's just so fun to just keep bouncing things off each other and literally be able to think out loud and that be fully heard um, and, and valued. So thank you both. I've just, I've had a great time. And I can't wait to do more. Absolutely. Yay. Thank you guys so much. Thanks everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording. Follow the rules, guys. Just follow the rules. That's all I have. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but, but still make time for fun. Make make time for yourself to have fun. And follow the rules. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> play the games by the rules that's what they're there for <laughs> thank you guys and we'll be back next week bye for now bye, bye. thank you